0: completely neglect the fact that as men we're emotional beings and emotions are a part of who we are emotions are the language to the part of our minds that runs our lives emotion allows us for connection um it's our frequency that we emit out into the universal field to neglect and repress that ultimately and unconsciously we're saying we're we're rejecting ourselves
1: Welcome to Winning the Divine Lottery Podcast. This is an opportunity for you to discover your birthright, your inherent worthiness. You are more than enough to live the life your heart desires. You are truly worthy of it all. I'm your host, Amy Dons. Let's do the world a favor and step into ourselves fully so we can give others permission to do the same. episode is sponsored by locally owned and operated Anytime Fitness Regina, your small, friendly, community-filled gym that has a little something for everyone. At Anytime Fitness, you can work out anytime. Get 24-7 access to every location with your membership anywhere in the world. We have multiple memberships, including deals for students, healthcare workers, and emergency responders. Stay active this fall and give any time a try. Contact Lindsay for your free trial and personalized trainer session at 306-205-7220. Again, that's 306-205-7220. On this episode, I get to talk with Joe Alvarez. He is a total gem. His energy is incredibly healing and grounding in nature. You know how people have this positive magnetism about them? That's Joe. This whole conversation felt like a warm embrace, filled with love, inspiration, and a lot of powerful bike drops that went straight to my soul. If you want your vibration taken to a whole new frequency, You can just press play and hit repeat over and over again. You will definitely be inspired to transform at a core level after listening to this episode. Joe Alvarez is a coach and expert in subconscious self-transformation. For almost two decades, Joe has been invited to help people from all over the world transform their lives and businesses He is passionate about human potential and committed to making a dent in the universe through helping people live meaningful and purposeful lives. Hi, Joe. It's so great to have you here today. Um, I love your setting anyways, and not just because there's a painting that I created behind you, but honestly, it's the ambiance, like the glow and the lighting that you have, and uh, and you're glowing. You're glowing, you. like I can literally see your your inner light coming out. So I just want to welcome you to Winning the Divine Lottery Podcast. I know a lot of people that know you, and you're their coach. And I would love for you just to introduce yourself, give a little bit of background, what brought you to this moment and this time in your life.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a loaded, um, well, I guess it wasn't really a question, but it was an invitation. Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be here as well. Um, and thank you. I'm honored to be uh, alongside you on this path in this moment. Um, you know, to answer your question, what brought me here into this moment is, is, well, invitation, yeah, invitation for me is pretty sacred. Um, And, you know, I say often that, you know, the life I have today is a life of invitation. So what do I mean by that is I'll get invited, you know, into doing stuff like this invited into coaching people invited into relationship into, you know, whether it be personal or business. And I say that, Because once upon a time, I did not have a life of invitation. So once upon a time, I had a life of, rather I imposed myself in this life. And, um, you know, energetically that pushed back to which, you know, brought me to a course of action um, where I created a life of invitation. So that's what brought me here right now. Um, But if you want me to get into, to give people, listeners a backstory a bit. Um, You know, I'm born and raised from an immigrant family who immigrated from the Philippines. Father's family are Spanish descent. Born and raised in Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, I say this not for, uh, you know, shocking purposes or anything like that. I just say this so people can understand a bit of context or have a bit of context. But, you know, I grew up in a circle of friends where I perhaps wasn't the guy who looked like everybody else. I had a deeper tan than everybody else. And so you know the reason I mentioned that is because from a very young age, I felt um, a bit different than people, which I interpreted as a bad thing. And um, but I had a pretty good upbringing, um, aside from from, you know some trauma that I experienced uh, sexually. And um, this all led me to uh, substance abuse. Uh, essentially is, you know, I was, I had substance abuse issues with drugs and alcohol. And, um, I lived that way where, you know, I was, I was not invited into people's lives for many years. I lived in a way in, 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 a in darkness for, for a good part of my life. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that. Because without that, I would never, without the suffering, I would never be able to contrast or experience the freedom that I have today and the joy that I have today in life. And so, you know, as, as a result of that, it brought me to a place of surrender, brought me to a place where physically, you know, I was, I probably shouldn't be here speaking with you. Uh, and that was in Montreal um uh, in two thousand and six. And at that point, I made a decision to to completely revolutionize my life. And um, you know, and I was guided the whole way through uh, by people, through people. And um, you know, I had the fortune and 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 um, privilege of helping a lot of people with different substance abuse problems and uh and it really lit the fire in me that that was out like it really lit the fire in me of you know i always had a bit of a a passion of connecting with people and um you know i think i fell victim to the illusion that drugs and alcohol served that purpose until it ceased to work and um but then when i finally got sober which was 17 years ago um you know i had the privilege and fortune of sharing my story often and helping people and the fire got lit within me that, you know, I really love helping people. <laughs> and so while doing that, I was also working in the corporate space, came to the decision that it was no longer what I wanted to do, left that job, which is not typically what I would recommend to people. Cause I didn't have anything backed up. I just knew that there was a calling that I had to answer. And, uh, and I got quiet with it for a while. And then, you know, when we make decisions, which are earnest, at a soul level, my experience is the universe conspires to support that decision. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and there, my journey, my journey continued into the coaching realm where I am now, uh, a expert in subconscious transformational work. Um, and so I help people uncover, discover, discard that, which is not, um, Aligned with who they want to be or who they are truly meant to be so that they can achieve, you know, different outcomes, whether that be make more money, have better, deeper relationships, um, you know, have a better way of living, better health. Um, Yeah. So that's 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 what brought me here.
1: Amazing. I you're somebody I can tell already that I can listen to for hours and hours speak because you have such a way of articulating your words and the energy that comes through you when speaking is so grounded and calm and inviting i'm going to use your word i love how you said that i'm creating a life of invitation Mm -hmm. and just hearing that that resonated with me so profoundly joe i i can relate i I feel like I have gone through seasons in my life, too, where I lived more of a life of imposing, trying to push my way into things, to prove myself, to get somebody to understand me and see me. And just thank you for being here and for being so vulnerable right off the hop. I think vulnerability is a superpower, and it really bridges connection and gives people permission to yeah. be, be with their whole story and everything that we've experienced in our life. So thank you so much. I would love if you're open to touch on uh, the sexual trauma that you experienced, because it's not often that we hear men speak about this. We hear a lot of women come yeah. out and, and speak about this. And I, I think that might be really important here today if you're if you're open to sharing sure. whatever you're open to sharing around that,
0: yeah, well, yeah, I mean, listen, it was an experience that um dare I say that I'm grateful for and the and and I, let me let me just finish that off for the listeners out there for those who may have experienced what I have and haven't found some sort of completeness around it yet. Now, you know, I think, I think it's important to say that, sure, I was victimized Um, and I don't blame myself for that. Right. I don't, I don't make that my fault or anything like that. Um, However, when that ceased, when that wasn't happening anymore, you know, I had to get really, really, really honest with myself. And when there was no longer any abuse happening, you know, I had to pose myself the question, did I continue to live my life playing the victim card so that I could continue leading a life that I was leading, which was a life of destruction, right? I could continue... I can continue operating from that story. I could have a reason why as to why my life wasn't the way I wanted it to be or why it was the way it was. Um, And what I quickly under, well, I didn't quickly understand, but when it came to a life and death matter for me, when it came to a life and death matter for me, I had to get really clear that it was far more important for me to get free Rather than to continue to be shackled by the pain, and pain of the experience of the memory that happened many years ago. So, you know what I realized, and what was taught to me as well, and what was what was modeled to me, or, or taught to me, or brought to my awareness is that, you know, being a twenty-six year old man, the the abuse wasn't happening anymore, and and yet I was continuing continually living it by holding on to the story by making it a part of who i am in terms of like a, you know it is a part of who i am but it became more of a crux than anything else and so what i began to understand or what i begin began to see and what i've seen time and time again is that victimized people do get free victims don't and and so to clarify I, and this is just my experience, folks. I mean, you can reject it or you can accept it. It's entirely up to you. But I was continually playing the victim card so that I could justify the way that I was living my life. But the way that I was living my life wasn't serving me anymore. In fact, it was killing me and it was harming the people around me. And it had to come to a decision where I needed to let that go and and get complete around it,
1: yeah I'm just taking that all in. <laughs> wow. the one the one phrase that you said about victimized people can get free, but being a victim, you can't. That was so powerful. and I could feel it. I could I like literally felt that in my body. To a core mm. because I have I have that in common with you. Mm. And I've never heard it quite that way. And I know the power of using a story to to elevate us, to free us, so that we can give it away to inspire and possibly free somebody else. But then we also use stories, like you said, to justify where we are in our life and how we are. And we use that as a crutch to why we why we can't change and rise above certain things. And I love what you said also. And when I'm speaking, it's by no way to disregard any listeners who are currently going through that or who have been through that and aren't at that place yet. I think it's important to share that it's available though like that freedom is available yeah. and freedom ultimately for me what I've seen in my life and you know even working with my clients is we talk about happiness being the ultimate goal but I think it's more freedom than anything and we're really the only people that can give that to ourselves That's right but when you made that decision how old were you when you finally realized that you had to make this decision 26 26 yeah. and what was what was the next step for you after that decision
0: well <laughs> when I came to that decision it let me just drop into this for a second I was in rehab when I came into that decision and it was really interesting because it you know I hadn't spoken about it um and it was <laughs> it was the tool for it was the tool that I thought would be the farthest thing that would help me in any way which was art therapy <laughs> and um okay so I'm gonna share this story with y'all um So the art therapist, I was in rehab, I'm 26 years old, I'm in rehab. And the art therapist has us do this exercise where we take this piece of paper, and we fold it in half. And on one half, we draw a moment in our lives, which when we were the most happiest in our young lives when we were the most happiest. And then when we were done that on the other half of the page, the other folded side of the half, we draw a moment in our life when we were the most sad. And so the drawing when I was the most happy, it was a drawing of me. And if you were looking at the page, you would see the back of me sitting down as a child in front of the TV in the basement playing Atari.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For all you (laughs) know who, what Atari is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, So playing Atari and just being happy, you know, playing Atari downstairs in the basement. And, and then the other, and then the other image that I drew If you were to look at it was an image of me, you're looking at me from the back and I'm carrying this plastic bag, going into a hockey rink. The first time I ever went into hockey. Um, And, you know, my parents and God love them and I love them. I love them, you know, beyond measure. they didn't, I mean, they're from the Philippines. They don't know what hockey, they didn't know what hockey is. So they just bought me a bunch of stuff from, you know, one of the used sporting goods places, threw it in a garbage bag and away I went. And so the image is, if you're looking at the image, you see the back of me approaching the arena with boys on the side, laughing at me. And, and there's a memory of, of, of me just feeling very separate from, um, just separate just in the separation, right? Because I'm different, because et cetera, et cetera. I don't have the new hockey bag. I don't have, anyways, all this to say is the therapist in that rehab, when he he looked at the the drawings, what he said to me, he says, you know what's really interesting, Joe? He said, when I look at this image, whether you're happy or whether you're sad, we're looking at the back of you. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's how you are. You don't let anybody see what's going on. <laughs> and I'm just getting shivers thinking about that conversation. And, you know, the moment that he said that all of this stuff just started pouring out, you know, about, about abuse, about how that manifested differently in in, in other ways in my life. And I just started almost just like spewing all this stuff that I had held in for so long that I never let anybody see, yeah, and and so to so so to I just had to frame that because to come back to your question, you know, what did I do from there on out? So then from there there was a decision that I was going to be the most honest and vulnerable that i could be because my life depended on it because i did not want to be imprisoned from the shackles of my past anymore i didn't want to harm anybody anymore i didn't want to keep using drugs and drinking alcohol anymore i hoped to have a better life i hoped to do something with this thing called life that you know we all have one the chance to be here right so and, and and obviously, throughout my life, since then, there are levels of honesty that I've been able to attain as my path continues, right? I mean, you know, the things that I'm aware of, and I can be honest about today, um, I would have never been able to be honest about 10 years ago, just because I didn't have the awareness, but therein lies my passion for continuing to grow therein lies my, my passion for human potential and and, you know, just what's possible. Right. And that's how I approached it. I approached it from like, what if healing is possible? What if freedom is possible? What if forgiveness is possible? What if, you know, and then there's just some of the three dimensional stuff like, what if making money is possible? What if like having nice things are possible? What if having falling in love is possible? You know, that I work from a place of possibility and, you know, I posed the right questions and I was instructed and taught to pose good questions because, you know, I do believe that if you want a better quality of life, we have to begin by posing better quality questions. Right. So the questions were like, how can I be honest? How can I show my face? Right. How is it that I keep not showing my face so that I can stop doing that and I can do something different to have something different or be something, someone different.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. We're past the moment, but my eyes actually welled up with tears when you were Mm -hmm. sharing part of that because you took me right there. I felt like I was right there with you in that experience of you drawing those pictures. Mm -hmm. And as an artist in my heart, like I understand the power of what art can reveal and help us with just profound and that you brought it into this place of asking what if from a place of possibility, because I know for our listeners that we tend to default to the opposite of that. We, we usually go, well, what if this happens? And we go to like worst case scenario, looking inside of the problem, trying to fix the problem from the level of consciousness of the problem. And, and you know what I love about you, Joe, is there's no denying the fact that everything that's coming out of your mouth is so genuine and sincere. You can really tell that about you. And I mean, your energy and your presence is like off the charts right now, you've had so many mic drops. I, I right. feel like I should be Oprah with some tweetable moments here. Cause <laughs> it's just, I, my whole body, when you said you had shivers, I, I do, I did too. Like my whole body was just in resonance with mm. how you're sharing your story. And it's so incredibly valuable. What would you say, unless you had something to respond to that. Um I love talking about boss possibility. Mm. What would you say to somebody who is listening right now who maybe struggles with that? Struggles with the idea that we can look to possibility in a way that it serves our highest alignment, in a way that it serves, you know, who we want to be and what we want to create for ourselves and and the world.
0: Yeah. What would I say to somebody who struggles with possibility in, in, in operating from a higher frequency? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I would say is that they have no trouble in the possibility of things going wrong or not being able to do it. So possibility isn't the struggle It's actually just refining and channeling where the possibility goes towards and where their focus is. Um. yeah I mean often people default to what could go wrong and um, you know it's not by chance that you me people listening have this ability to imagine to hope to yearn for to want to desire you know I don't think that my god creator goddess Creative intelligence, whatever your belief system is, I don't think it gave us the possibility to hope or dream or to long for something better and not give us the ability to do it. I don't think that creator is sadistic that way. And so, right, I would, I would beg of you if you're listening and you have trouble with going to the possibility way of things is i would beg of you just to look in your experience if you look if you seek earnestly i i'm not a betting man and yet i'm willing to bet that you have been able to demonstrate thinking from a possibility mindset and I don't care how big or small the event was or the outcome or results were let's 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 not make value judgments on that it's just like you hoped or, or wanted something you thought perhaps it is possible and you did it you know even even if the majority of the time you don't think that way I guarantee you if you seek and you search in your past experiences you can find demonstrations of that yeah
1: Yeah. I think that's so important because really we find evidence of whatever we're focusing on and whatever we're looking for. And it's just a matter of honing in on a little bit of a different focus.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's conditioning, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like uh, most people, and I've done this, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, my hand is going up as well with all of you, if you've had struggle, you know, thinking from a place of possibility. Um, and w- what I would bring to your attention is that the opposite, you've done the opposite with regards to conditioning your mind to looking for things that were going wrong. So what it demonstrates to me Is that if that be you, if you default to looking at what could go wrong, you've conditioned that. And that is the great news is your ability to condition. It's just about what are you conditioning?
1: Yeah. Pointing out somebody's actual superpower. That's right. Yeah. And just reframing it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, to some degree, we all have that. We've, I mean, we've all been conditioned from a very young age in some respect. So I love that you you pointed that out. So when this podcast launches, it's going to be Movember, Mm -hmm. uh, which is all about men's mental health. And I really have a deep conviction for men like yourself, who have been through the trenches, who have overcome adversity and, and come into this place in their life where, like you even said, your life depended on being vulnerable and honest and transparent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is so powerful for me. And I really do believe every single one of you that is being this way, choosing to decide to, like you said, building this life of invitation and vulnerability and transparency helps other men also gives them permission. Mm. And I would love to dig into what did you learn or what was the environment and the perceived perception around your upbringing on what it meant to be a man? And how has that changed and evolved throughout your life?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great question. I mean, there's uh there's a lot of examples. Um, and you know, like when I say that I love my folks, um, and if any of you are listening and you know my parents, you know what I mean. Like they are just beautiful, beautiful human beings. And they have come and imparted onto me from a very young age that which they held true to them right and um i mean this is how installation happens you know this i mean this is how conditioning happens is that often well-meaning people sometimes not often well-meaning people will impart on you you know what their belief systems are their values are what their stories are and and um it doesn't always suit or serve the way we want to operate in our life now in terms of being a man you know what i saw with my father was first of all a loving father a man who took you know i just had the privilege of becoming a father uh just under two years ago and i had a great example of a father a father who was always there a father who was um Uh, who participated with me in terms of extracurricular activities, what be sports or whatnot, um, walked alongside me, guided me, made me laugh. You know, I I did have, I did not see a lot of expression of emotion, especially when it came to being vulnerable uh, in the early years, in the latter years I did with my dad. And, um, and so, where I got a lot of the conditioning about being a man was, yes, from the home, but also school life, seeing other boys, seeing how their fathers are, media, religion. I mean, these are where all the a lot of the conditioning comes from for the early years, right? I mean, especially in, in the early, early years, like zero to seven years old. I mean, this is the imprint stage. We're just little unconscious minds sponging everything around us. How has it, how has it changed? So expression of emotion is a big one for me. Let me, let me go on that. Let's go here. It's expression of the emotion. So anger was definitely not something that I had trouble expressing, I think as a generalization, right? So I'm using a paintbrush here, folks men can often express their anger and it comes out often physically. Um, but to say stuff like I'm afraid to say stuff like I'm sad to cry um, to, you know, to say that I have doubt or I'm worried. Um, I think that has changed a lot for me. I think just the ability to express what's going on, you know, there's, there's that typical, um, I mean, stereotype because it's true in a lot of ways where men feel like that they can't share or be vulnerable. It's a sign of weakness. It's um, it means you don't have your shit together. Oh, pardon my language. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> That's like, okay.
0: You don't have your, your stuff together or just like suck it up or um, you know, don't talk about it. Just move forward, just keep going. just like dig your dig in, right. Um, and there may be some value to some of that stuff if used properly, if utilized properly or in a healthy way, in a healthy manner, but to completely neglect the fact that as men, we're emotional beings, and emotions are a part of who we are. Emotions are the language to the part of our minds that runs our lives. Emotion allows us for connection. Um, it's our frequency that we mit out into the universal field to neglect and repress that. Ultimately and unconsciously, we're saying we're, we're rejecting ourselves, right? And, and the rejection of oneself is, I mean what do we do with that? I mean, we, we, we stop ourselves from growing, from expanding, from connecting, from, and, and, and it can become a life and death thing. Like, like for me and life, like when I say life and death, ladies and gentlemen, and folks and people. And when I say life and death, it's, it, you know, it's not just the physical aspects of life and death. When we die physically, that's the very last thing that dies on this plane. There's a lot of things that die under this idea that you can't be vulnerable or it's weak to be vulnerable i mean expression dies vitality dies your spirit dies connection dies and then ultimately it can get to a point where it physically would die right but there's so much to it so it's changed for me in a lot in that way where it's like i'm um I'm a solid guy and a soft guy at the same time. Like I'm strong and soft. I can be a very strong man and I could be a big teddy bear. <laughs> right? And I pride myself on that because I used to think it was I had to be one or the other, and it doesn't have to be. It can be both. Right? It can be both. Right. We can go out there and we can, I don't know, watch the game and be, and, and, do things that we like doing and we can talk truly about our feeling and we can cry and we can support each each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the connection that we all seek, right? I mean, the healing is in the connection. The suffering Mm -hmm. is in this idea that we're separate, right? And not, and hiding or not expressing emotion in terms of men, right? In terms of the generalization of, of, of men's mental health. I mean, this is one big thing that comes up a lot, is this idea of being able to express one's emotions, right? I think maybe the younger generation nowadays are a bit better with that than than my generation, and definitely a lot better than the generation before, for sure, which is great. Um, but to 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 invite other men into my life to freely be who they are with all that they are. I'll say good and bad, but I don't really operate from good or bad. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean, to be real, to be towards and all, as they say, right. And, and to freely express that it's important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm. That was so beautiful. Um. I saw again, those images of those two drawings that you had when you were talking about that, you know, all of us, not just men, but I, but I'm highlighting men right now is the, the rejection that you having your back towards was really the rejection of self. Mm. And when we stop rejecting and we start embracing all of us like there's no bad parts Mm. and start integrating all of those pieces Mm. that those things that you mentioned like our spirit and our joy really do get fed and those are the things that really give us sustenance and and life because you're right we can go through our whole lives dying on the inside even though our physical bodies are still present Mm -hmm. and that's no way to live in my opinion. And I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast even is, is I do believe that always with every conversation that there's at least one listener Mm -hmm. who is meant to hear this meant to receive this in whatever way that looks like. And the power of using this platform and social media, when there's also so many, again, I'm not like you that says good or bad, but I mean, we can misuse anything that's presented to us, Absolutely. but to use it in a way that it can promote life giving essence to somebody is, is something so incredibly beautiful.
0: Mm, love that.
1: Yeah, so thank you for sharing that. What do you love about being a man?
0: <laughs> what do I love about being a man? Hmm. Yeah, well, I think the role of 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 and and this is just in my model of my world because, you know, I believe that, you know, we we have the world and we each all, all have our models of the world. Right. And that's, you know, created through a f- filters of memories and beliefs and values and identities and experiences. As a man, I love being a father. Yeah, I love. Um, I love the opportunity to impart and share with my son and teach my son. Um values that are important to me um with the hopes of him being able to think for himself when he gets older and be able to question and ask what's important to him um you know i might be traditional in a way but i like providing you know i enjoy that i enjoy providing i enjoy supporting and um being a rock for my partner. Right. I, uh, not that she's not for me at times as well. And, and Sebastian, you know, my son, you know, I, a lot of times when I think I'm teaching him, you know, he's teaching me, um, the balance in terms of, you know, th- that it brings in the world. I mean, if we, you know, get into this discussion about energies and well, I mean, we, I have both male and female energies. Right. Uh, But the balance that brings into the world as well, I I enjoy being a part of that. Mm, Yeah, that's what's coming up for me now.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say out of your whole life experience, this is a a specific question now I'm going to ask you, would be in one or two sentences, the wisdom that you want to share with our listeners today?
0: In one or two sentences. Wherever you're at right now, in this moment, in this breath, you're so much more than that.
1: I'm fully receiving that. So
0: I I am too. I'm saying it and I'm receiving it as well. Mm. Wow. On, on, on so many levels, it's you know, like from a from, I mean, from a level of like if you're struggling and you know, you feel like you're stuck, you're so much more than that. Yeah. From a level of you know, if I weren't the transformational coach that I am, am I still somebody? Yeah, I'm so much more than that. If I'm not the father, or I'm not the son, or I'm not the partner, do I still exist? Yes, I'm so much more than that. Right? There's there's lots of levels to that, but that's what I would say. Yeah
1: yeah we have we create so many identities for ourselves yeah. around those those roles and mm-hmm. the things that we play in our life and all so valuable
0: sure absolutely. But,
1: but you're right. We're so much more than that
0: so much more than that
1: <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> if somebody were to reach out to you because I, oh man, Joe, like I would want to get coached by you just simply because of your energy. I actually really believe that's why we get drawn to people. Mm. Um, Even though you're, you're an expert in what you do, it's really what you bring. It's your presence. What would you say to somebody who, who wanted to coach with you? Is there a, like, do you have a process that people go through? Can you give us a kind of like a highlight reel maybe of that?
0: Sure. Well, people will come to me because there's something that's not working in their lives or there's something that they want to create, achieve that they haven't been able to yet. And so the first part of that is, is really about getting clear on what that is, right? What, what is it that somebody is working towards? What is somebody that, what, what is it that the person wants to create? And it's different, you know, for everybody, you know, some people want to make more money, which is fine. Some people want to have deeper relationships, better health. They want to be more emotionally, um, I guess, intelligent, or they, 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 they want to feel happier. That's a very abstract statement, of course. um, um and so it's getting clear what what is it that what is it that stops it what what is it that's that's stopping them from it as i mentioned to you before well i'll say it again you know you're you're so much more than you think so it's like if there is something that you really want to create in life there is actually no reason why you can't it's just the limitations of our thinking Mm -hmm. yeah and, uh, and I've just seen that demonstrated time and time and time and time again in my own life and the life of the people that I work with. But it's really about discovering what it is somebody wants and who is it that the person needs to become mm. in order to have or do the things that they can need to do in order to have what they want. Um, because... The work that I do is very core level transformational work. It is, it's not a lot of, it's not motivation, rah, rah, you can do it. Like, I mean, I believe in supporting people that way, but it's, it's really core level transformational work. So it's like, if you want a result you've never had, it's going to beg of you to become a version of yourself you've never been. Yeah. Yeah. And so what does that look like just to be a little bit more tangible for the listeners is that it's about getting clear about what it is you want, having a vision, discovering the person that you want to be or that you need to become in order to create that, uncovering what's what's truly important to the person. So values, talking about values and values are a big part of identity. And often people, you know, most people don't operate or run their day by asking themselves, what's important to me? What are my values? Am I living in alignment with my values? Am I, am I congruent with my values? Because when you're congruent with your values, decision-making becomes very easy. Yeah. And then it's about, then it's about uh, subconscious cleanup and reprogramming. So, you know, often people will create visions for the future based on today, which is a filter of yesterday. And so they'll bring yesterday into today and then create the same tomorrow the question is is there anything that is limiting them from creating a new vision and working towards that and generally speaking it's past negative emotions limiting decisions right so it's about how do we disconnect that how do we get complete with that um which is a process by which i use which um which is a subconscious cleanup process and then teaching them how to reprogram their subconscious mind through different techniques could be hypnosis or other techniques and how to practice that, how to cultivate that and, and make that a part of their daily living. Um, and then we look at habits, right? Like what habits, you know, everything we do are habits. right? It's, and we don't generally get in life what we want, but we get what our habits are. I mean, Mm -hmm. we do, we have to decide and want something, but our habits need to support that, right? What behaviors need to take place and how do we stay committed and consistent and continue to choose our way of being our outcome? Mm -hmm. And how do we stay integral with ourselves without breaking our word to ourselves? Often people are integral with others, but when it comes to themselves, they break their words to themselves, um, you know, which has a, a big impact on subconsciously. And so how do we facilitate? So how do I facilitate somebody's uh, transformation in terms of achieving what it is that they want to achieve? Like, so whatever the results are, yes, that's important. Whatever result the, a person wants to achieve, it's important. I'm very big on what. who is it the person that you have to become in order to have that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Cause most, most people, as you probably know, I mean, most people, when they want something, they get into the doingness, they get into the the behavior right away, but we're human beings. We're not human doings and it's always easier to do who we are rather than do who we are not. Right. So, yeah.
1: So oh, good. Mean, that- <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, yeah. You're speaking my language. you really are. And I say that all the time We're we're not humans doing we're human beings. And it really is. And the reason why we ever want something more for ourselves in the first place is because of who we're going to become in the process. And I have so much evidence of that in my life too, where I thought I wanted the thing, but it's who I became that was the most enjoyable process. It's what I discovered about me and what was possible and who I could step into and and exude and radiate that beingness from within. That really is that's the great reward, I think.
0: It's never, yeah. It's it's never, it's never the it's mm-hmm. the outcome is nice for sure, but it's, for sure. it's 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 really just indicative of the person you've become.
1: Yeah hundred percent so it's like if
0: i if i I take someone for example to go from you know a hundred thousand dollars like i'm just using money because it's really easy to put it into context so somebody want making a hundred dollars to to jump to two hundred and fifty thousand, a quarter of a million dollars it takes a different version of identity to make that jump right Mm -hmm. and and yes it's great when they achieve it but it it's, it's exactly like you said it's it's the person they became via the challenges and the obstacles and like the, I'm, I'm giving up, or I, I can't do this, or the the pushback and the resistance. And it's like, wow, that belief doesn't serve me. Oh, I wasn't even aware that I was holding that story in my mind. And it's all of that uncovering and, you know, to, to what? Really, essentially, is to come back to the masterpiece within each and every one of us, right? I mean, I get the for some reason the me- well the metaphor has come to my mind it's that idea of like um the statue of david right michelangelo
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and and this story this idea that it's like people were so in awe and i've seen this piece and it literally brought me to tears when i was in florence mm-hmm. um, but it's this idea of the story that you know the townspeople that were watching Michelangelo make this statue were like, how did you ever think of such a masterpiece to which you responded "The, the masterpiece was already in the rock. I just had to chip around the edges. Yeah. And that's, and that's usually what it is. It's it's usually the undoing or the, un you know, the, the chipping away of that, which is not you.
1: Yes. You
0: really access the true, the truest nature of yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that false you. expression. That's right. Yeah. Cause we are already that masterpiece. We were created in the perfect image.
0: Right. That's right. So
1: it's a, it's a revealing. I, I really, I really love that too. I've never seen that in person, but wow, that would be remarkable.
0: It was. And I didn't know the story
1: mm-hmm. until
0: I was in, until I was there and then I heard the story when I was there. And then I just looked at this thing and I was like, you know, like when I think about my life, right? I mean, a lot of it has just been stripping away, you know, call it false beliefs or, you know, stories or uh, you know, old identities that were driven by a mind-made false false sense of myself. Yeah. Right all for what to get back into it to the truest nature of who I am and you know often that's the way it is To, to to become the person that you want to become it's like you got to go through the being the person that you're really not to 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 attract the relationship that you really wanted it's like one needs to go through relationships that they that were not for them and you know, it's it's paradoxical that way, but it's beautiful that way. That's the experiment of it. That's the life of it. That's the you know, that's the that's the chance that we get coming mm-hmm. onto this onto this plane, onto this realm, right? That's the opportunity that we're given is to go and experience life. right? So,
1: yeah, yeah, I heard that's the greatest symphony.
0: It's a beautiful symphony. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. I always have this image of the heart because for me, that's the center of I am it's mm. it's just pure. I am. And we have all of these layers that, that cover that up and the uncovering as you spoke of is just removing all those false senses of self and that identity that we formulate. Like I am weak i am too old i am whatever you know we could write i'm sure both you and i probably could write like a whole legal pad full of that stuff right um yeah and and none of it's really true that's the bizarre thing but we believe it we believe it about ourselves to be true and so when all that starts to get stripped and peeled away you're right we're just left with i am
0: yeah
1: it's so powerful
0: I am that I am.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you do have a transformation, something or other coming up on November 14th. Did you want to just speak to that for a couple of minutes?
0: Sure. Thank you. Um, it's our, our 10-week transformational coaching program, The Inside Job, where mm. we go week after week with all the different subjects that I just outlined uh, a moment ago. Um, and it, it is an amazing process. I mean, it we we meet twice a week every Tuesday and Friday. You know, people come on, they bring their stuff. I coach mm-hmm. them on the spot. We call it hot seat coaching. Every week, there's homework to be done. and it's, you know, people have come on to that program two, three, four times. Um, you know, because it's just, we're like onions and we just keep shedding mm-hmm. and expanding and growing and noticing things that we didn't notice. So, yeah, that's coming up December, uh, sorry, November 14th. Um, you know, so if transformation is something that you desire, whether that be with, you know, your professional life or your business, your personal life, you know, you can reach out. I mean, we can have a chat. I mean, it'll be absolutely free, tra- free, free chat. Um, and if it's a fit, it's a fit. If it's not, I promise you'll get clarity out of the call anyway.
1: Yeah, well, thank yeah. you so much. I always think uh, change is inevitable, but transformation is a choice and right. a choice that really leads to what we were speaking about at the beginning, which is is freedom. Freedom from all those stories that create suffering anyways to begin with. And I also know the value of having mentors and coaches i i wouldn't do life without those yeah. i've i've i mean i can grow so much on my own but we need those people in our lives to see our blind spots because sometimes when we're inside of the frame like we, we can't see the frame we can't see right. the picture from inside the frame so so i love right. that so much
0: yeah it's why i mean i still have coaches uh you know i'm I've, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in my coaches right like I, because i know like i mean it, you can you can go and get you know information free information books and and that's and you can have profound alterations but there's something to say about you know somebody shouldering you and coaching you and, and the ability for uh, for someone to see the blind spots to because how do you know what you don't know
1: right
0: Mm -hmm. and there's a you know what my experience has demonstrated me demonstrated to me abundantly is the greater i love how you said that transformation is choice change is inevitable transformation is choice it really is choice life is choice um but the greater the rate of change or the greater the rate of action the greater the universe's response right
1: So many mic drop moments with you, (laughs) but they've been so like, you know, when you, when you're in nature, I think of being out in nature first thing in the morning, in the winter, when it's still dark, there's such a profound silence, Mm. but it's so loud. It's that powerful. That's how you mic drop.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. thank Thank you. It, I agree with you it's it's in it's often in the silence that I hear it really is some yeah. of my some of my biggest transitions and changes in life and some of the most challenging seasons in my life you know um I went to silence for it for the for the direction and the inspiration
1: to me hear too. the Yeah me too Yeah Well, Joe, I have two closing questions for you. This has been incredible and amazing. But if you were to title this next chapter of your life, what would that be?
0: Ooh, this next chapter in my life. What would that be? Expansion.
1: Mm.
0: Expansion there's so much going on with me right now as professionally personally there's just so much expansion expansion going on and and I'm and 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 I'm choosing in in the transformational sense to to do it with purpose intention and volition yeah so
1: nice yeah welcome to your next level expansion that's right yeah, that's- <laughs> <laughs> okay final question All right. when you hear winning the divine lottery what does that mean for you
0: let me drop into that one for a moment so divine right would mean of god or relating to god right and it's not um i'm not talking I'm not making any assumptions about that. I mean, whatever your belief system is, is, is perfect. So is relating to of God. And lottery is about chance, but see, I've been given the chance. I've come here on this planet, right? And so the way that I hope and aspire to, to enjoy my winnings, right is to is to choose life in a godly manner as best
1: as i can i really need a mic drop (laughs) 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 i i love that joe i have to share with you that i i've been asking all my guests that and for me winning the divine lottery belongs to everybody and so Mm -hmm. when everybody gives in the moment what that means for them it it's just growing and blossoming into this this beautiful thing that I just don't even have words for. They're your words and it's just so beautiful and I'm so grateful and I'm so honored that I got to share this space with you today. Thank you so much for your presence and who you're being in the world. I know people who come into your life are definitely changed transformed let me correct that (laughs) transformed and we'll make sure to put all your your ways to get in touch with you if people want to join your transformation program we'll put that all in the show notes um yeah again i mean i'm just so inspired my cup is overflowing now from this conversation thank you so much for being here
0: thank you so much amy thank you for the invitation
1: yes Thank you. Let's recap today's winning takeaways. Being victimized and playing the victim card are two very different energies. To live a better quality life, start posing better quality questions. God, the universe, didn't give you the possibility of hoping and longing for something better if you didn't also have the ability to do it. When we reject oneself, we stop ourselves from growing, expanding, and connecting. It's always easier to do who we are than to do who we are not. And above all else, you're so much more than that. No matter what you're going through, you're so much more than that. Thanks so much for joining me here today. I hope you loved this episode and enjoyed all the great takeaways. Please subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. I would love to hear your feedback. And do go ahead and share this with family and friends so that we can all be inspired to winning the divine lottery. Hop on over to my Instagram at amydons1111 for more daily inspiration. We'll see you soon.